Hey, hey, if you haven't already, head over to podsimply.com slash join. That's where you can learn more information about the podcasting uh, membership program that I'm launching that is all about how to launch, grow, monetize, and turn your podcast into a real thing. I am giving away every single piece of information I have, everything that I've learned over the last four and a half years, over the last 40 plus podcasts that I've worked on, and the last seven in a row top 100 launches that I've done. So everything I typically reserve for my clients, I am giving away to you in this membership program. So you definitely, if you're interested in podcasting at all, if you want to launch your own show, if you have a show and want to learn how to grow it, then this is the place to be. Head over to podsimply.com slash join to learn more, and I will see you right there. In this episode... I sit down with Marina Pearson to talk about the joy of being. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Big changes. episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I am sitting down with Marina Pearson. Marina is the host of a podcast called The Joy of Being, and from every single interaction I've had with her over roughly the last two or three months, it's been made very clear to me that the number one thing, her zone of genius is learning how to bring joy back into your life, learning how to navigate whether it's motherhood or business or whatever it is in a way that brings joy into your life. And and she is just such a bundle of joy and a bundle of energy and excitement to speak with. So I'm excited to bring her on the show to talk about that process because I think that for many of us, joy is the missing piece. It's it's that thing that we, we get so bogged down in the day-to-day life, in the process of pursuing progress. We get bogged down in that day-to-day tiny leap activity, and we forget to just look up and smile and be grateful and happy and, and, and live the life that we actually have. Uh, so Marina, I am super excited to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you, Greg. It's such, such a pleasure and such an honor to be here. Absolutely. I mean, the pleasure is mine. Uh, so let's let's start here. Tell me a little bit about the Joy of Being podcast. How did that concept come to be? So, gosh, it was back in February where I was a little bit stuck. Um, I had actually been attempting to make my coaching practice work for many, many years, and it had done well. But I was at a point where there had been so many changes in my life. Uh, Last year, I got divorced. um, And then I was a bit like lost as opposed to where I was going to go and which direction I was going to go in. So 
I actually decided to go in, go inside in January, um, stop attempting, trying so hard, and just enjoy, just enjoy whatever occurred to me. So I let, I didn't actually do any work. I didn't get online. I did the things that would just fill me with joy, which was um, I started, I decided to go and uh, join a singing group. I then was cooking a lot because I actually love cooking. I was watching lots of movies uh, and TV shows, which I absolutely love too. And then I decided to join an acting uh, group as well in the town that I'm in. And I realized that I'd just been putting off everything, like the things that really were calling me because I thought that I didn't have enough time. And so as I slowed down, as I decided to just enjoy my day-to-day and whatever that brought me, there was a little voice that started to, that I started to hear that maybe had been there before, but I just hadn't listened to it, which was, don't have clients have conversations. That's what I kept hearing. And I wasn't sure what that meant. You know, I, I thought, oh, what am I supposed to do? Just go to a coffee shop or just speak to people? You know, wasn't clear on that at all. And then um, as as fate would have it, I was sharing my journey on Facebook about you know, what I'd been up to, the frustrations that I'd had and that sort of thing. And there was a lady who who jumped on that conversation and said, look, I think I can actually be of real use for you and we can get some clarity around which direction you want to take your message in. So I sat down with her and we started chatting and I did like a, I did like a, a personality thing. I can't remember what it was exactly, but things that I'm really good at, more in my zone of genius really lies. And communication was a really big one. And uh, supporting others was also a really big one. And she asked me a very simple question, which was so profound in terms of my aha moment. She said, you know, do you like speaking? And I said, yes. And she goes, well, do you like speaking to big groups? And I said, well, actually, you know what I love? I love the dialogue that I have with people. Like I prefer workshops where they get to interact with one another and then we come back in and we have a dialogue and it's not speaking at people it's actually having a dialogue with people and then I suddenly that that voice came back in and said have conversations not clients and it was that moment that I realized oh podcast that that's a dialogue that's conversation that's an incredible way to 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 talk about what's important but also have a dialogue so that was kind of the first step as it were of of, of how that all came about and then it was really about well what's it going to be about because at the time I was talking about effortless living and it wasn't quite ringing true for me anymore and, and I was like well seeing as I'm going in a different direction now what could that be? And so I sat with it for a while um, and came up with loads of ideas. And I'm pretty good at coming up with names for other people. But of course, cobbler's shoes, right? You're really good at coming up with names for other people, but not necessarily your own. And so I did the usual thing of going up online and asking people, hey, I knew it would be for mums. I knew it'd be for women uh, in business who were stressed and overwhelmed. And so I was thinking, well, maybe it could be called Mums Unplugged or uh, maybe it could be called um, just wait a minute, you know, like mum's always just saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, but none of that was ringing true for me either. 
And so I was getting really frustrated because I'd come to this conclusion that that we were going to go with Mums Unplugged, but somehow it hadn't landed as in going, yep, that's it. Until I got an email through and it was an email um, from Eckhart Tolle running a workshop. And in that paragraph, he talked about the joy of being. And I was like, that, that's exactly what this podcast is all about. This is, you know, where I want to take it. And, and it's funny how these messages arrive to you and, and how they come most unexpectedly. Um, but I guess it's all about being open and being open to them and then actually recognizing them um, because I couldn't have asked, <laughs> I couldn't have asked, uh, for, for a better delivery really. Um, and at that point I, I realized joy of being is, is, is the message because it is all about the joy of being. Um, we're here to experience life and the joy of being yeah. human, the joy of being our spiritual side, all of it. And I'm not saying that we have to be in joy all of the time because that's really, that's not possible. But in some way, shape or form, to just enjoy the experience of being alive. Mm, absolutely, absolutely love that. And it, it's such a needed philosophy. It, it's such a needed reminder for so many people. I mean, I know myself included, I get so caught up in in just the day-to-day, uh, whether mm. that is improving myself or making ends meet or or the tiny little arguments with my girlfriend or, or whatever it is, like the day-to-day pulls your your uh your focus from that bigger picture of recognizing that you are here to enjoy life because what other option is there right yeah and you know I had someone on my podcast I did an interview with Phil Goddard who's a friend and a colleague we were talking about this and it and we were just talking about how it's not about you know being in joy all the time because that's just actually not possible we go up and down in our consciousness all the time we go up and down up and down some Sometimes we're really stuck in it and we can't see clearly. And other times we're just in this really cool groove. Um, But it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong or that we have to do anything about it because we actually have a self-correcting system that does it for us. So if you imagine a snow globe and you you shake that snow globe and, and it, you know, all the snow starts to, enter that snow globe all that space right you can't see through it because it's just full of snow and then you put the snow globe down and it actually just settles on its own well that's just how our mind works so in essence there's really nothing to do it's just to wait for the storm to pass and then the sun will come out and it always does so you know there are some days we wake up in a really shitty mood and we don't know why, but we point to things outside of us thinking, well, it must be because of the weather or it must be because of the other person or it must be because of all of these reasons that we give ourselves. But actually, it can only ever come down to one thing, which is thought, thought in the moment. Thought creates everything. Like the fact that we can perceive is all driven through a thought-created reality. So if that's the case... We live in a in you know we don't live in a in a reality of where things outside of us can make us feel a certain way. We live in a reality where thought 
provokes it and then makes it look really real and looks like there are other things outside of you that are giving you that feeling. Got it. I'm curious, how did you, after everything that happened last year, what was the process of sort of like developing this viewpoint on the world? Well, interestingly enough, I came across this understanding about five years ago now, actually maybe four and a half. And at the time, I was very stressed. Like I'd done a lot of work on myself. You know, I'd gone to a lot of seminars. Um, I'd done a lot of healing. And, you know, I was very process driven. So I was very much, um, you know, at the time I was working with women to overcome heartbreak. And I was uh, using a methodology that I thought was actually helping them to get over the heartbreak. And but I was still very stressed and I was still very upset and uptight about things not working out, things not being the way I wanted them to be. And I could give you a whole bunch of, and it was just really a lot, a lot of yada, yada, yada. And I remember speaking to someone a few months before I came across this understanding. And I said to her, you know, I know there's a truth out there that I haven't just, I haven't bumped up against it yet, but I know that there is a truth but I'll know when I, when I see it, I know when I hear it. And Mm -hmm. I was on, I was on Facebook one afternoon and I saw a quote by Sidney Banks and Sidney Banks was a Scottish welder who had a bit of an epiphany around this very thing, which was thought creates everything. And the quote went something like this. And in this game of life, we all search for ourselves And when I say self, I'm talking about the inner self that created life in the first place. We're just not aware of it. So if you're looking for happiness, if you're looking for tranquility, if you're looking for a beautiful, loving and understanding life, what you're really searching for is yourself. And at the time, it looked to me like I was searching for money, I was searching for fame, I was searching for fortune, I was searching for exterior things um, that could possibly give me a feeling of success. But in that quote, what I heard was, oh, I'm actually just searching for a feeling of who I am, not the thing. And that did a lot for me. At the time, I didn't realize that that had been an insight that I just had, but it did a lot for me because I got quiet and then just carried on with my day. Mm-hmm. But I got curious about it. I got curious about that quote and who he was. So I did a little bit of investigating around Sydney Banks and who was, and, you know, I found out he had died a few years back. And but then I sort of looked to who was teaching his stuff and I found a few people that were doing it in the UK and so I contacted them and I mean the kind of the rest is kind of history really where I just went full on and went in and decided that I would um follow this path of of or deepen my understanding of how life works. So what I've found is that over time as I've got more quiet present here now I experience much more joy I experience a lot less stress of course I have moments where that's the case but they don't last for very long like before I would catch glimpses of 
what joy and happiness would look like. So they were kind of the exception. Mm-hmm. And my usual norm would be stress, anxiety. That would be the reality that I would be coming from. But now I would say that the stress and the anxiety is actually, I catch glimpses of that. And the reality I live in more of the time is one of peace and joy and just tranquility. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of you who listen to this show have asked me about which meditation app I use. And uh, as you've known, as, as I've mentioned on the show many times, I've tried a ton of them. I've tried so many different apps. But lately, I've been a huge fan of one called Simple Habit. Simple Habit is a five-minute meditation program designed to help busy professionals stress less, achieve more, and live better. And as I said, I've tested a bunch of meditation apps and programs, but my experience so far has just honestly been best with Simple Habit. And that's because they have meditations based on what you're trying to do. So if you're at work, there is a meditation for that. If you're trying to fall asleep, there is a meditation for that. If you are just not able to focus, there is a meditation for that. And they've even got music designed to help you focus, which quite honestly is my personal favorite part because I don't always find the time to meditate. But by having this music going on in the background that is specifically designed to help me focus, it allows me to sort of gain some of the benefits of meditation without necessarily having to carve out the time. So that is personally my favorite part of the app and and the program. And Simple Habit is unique because a single five-minute-per-day meditation with them has been proven and designed to reduce your stress, improve your focus, and help you sleep better, which is a big problem for me. I struggle with falling asleep each night. And so something like Simple Habit is incredibly valuable for me to use right before bed and get myself into a place where I can fall off and, and get the best night of sleep so that I can wake up and crush it the next day. And it's just five minutes. That's perfect for people like me who have so many things going on that we struggle to find the time for ourselves during the day. I can't tell you how many times I I sit down to work before I know it, the day is done. And maybe I did want to meditate that day. Maybe I did want to take a break and relax, but the time just flies by so fast because there's so much going on. So having something that is just five minutes is incredibly helpful to make that possible. And each of the meditations, they, they're designed by the world's best teachers. That's ranging from mindfulness experts at Google to former monks. And the best part, the absolute best part of all of this, and I know I'm kind of raving here, but for good reason. The best part is that it's available on Android, iOS, and on the web. So no matter where you're at or what's going on, you can always find that time. It's easy to get in and out, get your meditation done, get your dose of mindfulness in, and gain those benefits in just five minutes. So give it a shot, honestly. I mean, what have you got to lose? Get a free seven-day trial of their premium library when you go to simplehabit.com slash tiny leaps. That's a free seven-day trial of their premium library. All you have to do is go to www.simplehabit.com slash tiny leaps. So here's something I want to definitely dive further into because what you just described I think the uh, the first version is probably where most people listening to this show are, including myself. Joy and, and tranquility is sort of the glimpse. That's the abnormality. And the norm is that stress, anxiety, uh, sort of sure. living in your head, being in the future all the time kind of thing. 
and and this show is all about two main things. One, I believe that the way we think about the world largely controls the actions we take. And, and so I try to focus very heavily on new ways of thinking and, and uh, consuming ideas. But then two, it's that practicality. Well, okay, what can you do today that's going to start the process of either developing that new way of thinking or getting to that place you're trying to go. So so let's get a little bit practical on this. How do we start to move from this place where tranquility is the abnormality to flipping those two and having anxiety and stress be the abnormality? What are the the specific things we can try to start bringing that into our lives? Well, a couple of things came to mind. And the first one was, you know, rather than asking the question of how can I get myself out of here? What if the question was, where do I think my experience is coming from? So asking a different question, because the minute we ask the question of how do I, we're placing some form of, we're placing the power in, a, in something out there, or we don't want to be where we're at. So, but if we recognize that the experience is coming through via thought, then it's transient. We know that, that thought is, is comes and goes. And so we're not going to be stuck in that feeling all of the time. So the first thing I would say is to switch the question from how to where. Where do I think my experience is coming from? I love that. Secondly, what I found to be so useful when I was going through my divorce or going through really difficult moments in my life was listen to Sydney Banks. He has a way of speaking that is quite phenomenal, actually. So you can Google him on YouTube, um, you know, Google him on, on Google, Sydney Banks videos, um, and you can just listen to him. And he's got a three principle global community, I think it's called, and Sydney Banks there. So you can listen to him. And I, anytime that I'm in a place of like overwhelm or stress or I wake up at night, I usually just bang him on and then fall back to sleep. It's extremely hypnotic and extremely soothing. And then finally, I've got loads of resources on my website at marinapearson.com. I've got videos, I've got blogs. I've even got something called the Joy Catalyst Scorecard, which basically enables you to look at where you're at, like to establish where you are at at the moment in terms of your joy or the Joy Richter Scale, as I like to call it, and identify where you're at so that you can actually start shifting and changing it. Because a lot of the time we think, oh, yeah, I'm fine and this is quite normal. But actually to identify, okay, where am I at on that Richter scale? Am I at a 1 or am I a 10? Um, if I'm at a 1, then what's possible for me? And on in the Catalyst scorecard, you can see that there are different levels and you can see what what it is to be at a 10. And then the steps to take there would be just to connect with me and for us to have a conversation. Um, and then finally, you know, there's, there's also um, listening to my Joy of Being podcast as well. What I've found is that with this understanding, it's not necessarily what's being said. It's more to do with where the person is coming from and the feeling that they're in that can have a huge impact on the other person. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so I'm hearing if we were to sort of break that down into three steps, first is sort of like change the question that you're asking. So instead of, well, what's wrong asking, well, where is this coming from? Is that accurate? Yeah. Where the experience, where your experience is coming from. 
So uh, okay, so so change the question, shifting that that initial sort of inquiry into the problem. Two, which I completely agree with, because I'm a, I'm a big fan of this concept of uh, asking a better question. Like the the quality of result you get is often tied very strongly to the quality of question that you ask and the yeah. solutions that are tied to that question. So shifting the question makes a ton of sense to me. Step two would be sort of surrounding yourself with the content and media that can start to slowly create that shift in in the way you think. And then step three, you mentioned just sort of like connecting with resources. So we have your resources, the uh, the yes. Joy Catalyst scorecard. I'm sure there's many others out there. But let's jump back to step two very quickly. You mentioned Sydney Banks. So you mentioned him. Who else? So we've got your podcast. We've got him. Who else uh, would you recommend consuming to sort of start shifting the way we think about joy and happiness and in our relationship to the world? Well, I think there is a great podcast called The Happiness Project. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't quote me on that. Oh, you can also Google Three Principles and the Three Principle Community and you'll see lots of stuff. There's also loads of YouTube stuff too, like Jan and Chip Chipman are amazing and they've got videos up on YouTube. Michael Neal is another one. Um, so what, what should we, let's say we were trying to sort of yeah. identify some of these people for ourselves. Give me an example of like what we should be searching for. Oh, if you just put their names in Google, you'll come up with a ton of stuff. Well, no, not for the specific people for like this oh. style of content. Oh, uh, the three principles understanding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So three principles understanding and yeah. then sort of whomever is speaking on that topic. Yeah, there's loads of stuff. I mean, you know, once you get into it, once you know that, then there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can look at because the internet's full of it. So um, it's not a secret, really. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I had never heard of this three principle yeah. concept before. So I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah, it's very much, it. you know, rather than sort of talking about how to get ourselves out of a feeling or how to do something, it's more to do with what creates our reality and how we do humanness. So, um, and how we, how we function, how we function as human beings and, and, and it's more, it's an understanding. It's not a, it's not a how to. So what I found is that when I hang out with people who are in that feeling, who are in a more grounded, more, yeah, who are more grounded, you slow down Mm. automatically. It's not what's being said. It's where it's coming from. So it's a bit like you get more quiet and as you get more quiet, you can start really listening to that voice that's inside of you and you're more in the present moment, really, I guess. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So, so just to recap, uh, first shift the question that you're asking yourself. Uh, second, surround yourself with the content and media that will allow you to to sort of slowly shift this. And this is a big one for me. I'm actually doing an episode coming up on how to sort of use media and content almost as as like positive propaganda to sort of force your thoughts into the direction you want it to go. And uh, and then third, connect with the resources that are attached to that, things like your podcast, uh, the, the, yeah. the scorecard and, and the other resources that are out there. 
There's something in the community that they say, stay in the conversation. Love that, love that. And, and so let me ask you this. Would you, as someone who who consumed this content for quite some time and is now actively creating on that content and, and sort of reciprocating that conversation, is that a step that you think you would recommend to people to start sort of diving into the creation aspect of it? Gosh, yeah. So... There's nothing like actually delivering workshops or coaching or having conversations that can really help you uh, quieten down as well. Like I, I used to find, um, especially when I've been running retreats and I've been immersed in this understanding and sharing it with other people um, over, over a period of days where I find myself slowing down a lot. So even sharing it with others can help for you to also have insights and to um, quieten down that monkey mind too. At least that's what I've seen. So, you know, if I'd been running a two-day workshop or I would feel very quiet by the end of it too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely love that. I think there's a quote and I'm going to absolutely butcher it. Uh, If somebody out there knows the actual (laughs) quote, definitely reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM, drop it in the comments. I'd I'd love to to know who it's from and, and what the actual quote is. But um something along the lines of the best way to learn something is to teach it. Teach it. And and I'm, I'm a big believer in that. It's something that I've experienced with this show, uh, largely sort of talking about the things I talk about. I find myself doing them more often and, and doing the things I always knew I should do, but because I'm teaching it and talking about it, it sort of stays top of mind more often. Yes, it does. And as I said, it's not really about what the content is it's more to do with the feeling you're in when you're sharing the content that has the impact absolutely love that so marina this has been such a valuable interview we we covered so much of the mental philosophical side of things a direction i don't get to go as often as i'd like to on this show so i just want to say thank you for allowing me to to explore that with you and for being willing to share that is there anything that if you had to leave us with any sort of parting words on this topic what would they be a lot of us think that joy is found on the outside but actually if you take away the insecurity joy is innate if you can remember going back to being a child, like I see this with my son, there is just sheer joy in his laughter and playfulness. And that's who we really are. And often we go seeking it in other areas. Like we go seeking it in, in alcohol. We go seeking it in going out. We go seeking it in, in play, or you know, even going to the top of a mountain to just find ourselves. But actually innate joy is actually something that we carry inside of us 100% of the time by slowing down and coming back to our center that's where we find it thank you so much and how can we the podcast is called the joy of being uh, wherever you're listening to this whether it's itunes google podcast castbox spotify any of the places do a search for the joy of being or for marina pearson it should pop up how else can we connect with you uh, you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm playing a lot there at the moment. And you can also connect with me on the Joy of Being Facebook group, uh, where we talk about each of the episodes and share insights and that sort of stuff. And also, if you want to download the Joy Catalyst scorecard, that's also available to you on Marina Pearson slash scorecard. 
and you can actually download it and see where you are on the Joy Richter scale and find where your joy gaps are and how to fill them. Love it. So what is your handle on Instagram? I think it's Marina Pearson, actually. Yeah, it's just yeah. Marina Pearson. Okay, so Marina Pearson on Instagram, marinapearson.com slash scorecard to download the Joy Catalyst scorecard. Get an idea of where you are currently so that you guys know I'm a huge fan of auditing where you are so that you can start to figure out what changes are required. And then search the Joy of Being on this podcast app or on Facebook to join the community. Marina, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us, for sharing your experiences. Uh, it, it really, truly means the world to me to have had you on the show. And, and I know the audience has gotten a ton of value out of this. So thank you. Oh, Greg, thank you so much for inviting me. It was, it was such an honor. And um, you're doing some really amazing work. So thank you. And with that said, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this amazing interview with Marina. Super, super appreciate you spending some time with us. Definitely connect with her if you haven't already. She is such a cool chick and she is doing amazing work in this field. So definitely connect with her directly. Listen to her podcast it's really, really worth your time. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on this show. That is the best way to uh, let me know that you're digging the content, that you want to hear more like it. So click that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to it. And uh, if you have not, head over to podsimply.com slash join to sign up for the podcasting membership program where I will teach you how to launch, grow, monetize, get sponsors, and Build a podcast that turns into something real, that gets an audience that uh, potentially becomes an income stream uh, and, and just everything I know about podcasting. So podsimply.com slash join if you want to learn more about that. Thanks again for listening. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.